coming from the book of Minister Baker, you can keep on going there if you don't mind. Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4. Old Testament. Nehemiah 4. Verses 13 through 17.
How many of you like horse flies? Nobody likes horse flies. Horse flies are brutal. And I was talking to someone who told me about his adventures with horse flies. He and his grandson, Brother Matt, probably at the junkyard, were working on a fitness. And he said the horse flies were so bad that they just about had to take turns working on the fence. One would work on the fence, and the other would work on the horse flies. You know, it's a hard job when you've got work to do. And you have to fight off enemies all at the same time. It's a hard job trying to stay focused on the assignment while also fighting off enemies. But that's exactly what the Israelites had to do in the book of Nehemiah. The temple, the city, and the walls of Jerusalem were destroyed by the Babylonians in 586 AD. And the Israelites had turned from the Lord, started to serve some of them idol gods we talked about this weekend, Vacation Bible School. So God sent them into captivity. And after years in captivity, the Israelites began returning to Jerusalem. And when they got there, they found everything in ruins. And to protect them from their enemies, the first thing they had to do was rebuild the wall around the city. But Sanballat, Tobiah, and their crew wanted to see them fail. They were the enemies and they wanted to hurt the Jews. They wanted to discourage the Jews. They wanted to confuse the Jews. They wanted to destroy the Jews. So here's what ne Nehemiah did. He put the men on the wall. The men had to rebuild the wall. But they had to also be ready to fight the enemy. They had to keep one eye on the enemy. And they had to keep the other eye on the wall. I stopped by to tell you this morning, God needs some men. Just like Nehemiah had 2,500 years ago. God needs some men who were set to work rebuilding the wall of protection. God needs some men who will fight for what is inside that wall that is worth protecting. And I just want to tell you this morning, men, we are at war. Women, we are at war right now, man. There is a world out there set on devouring our family. Yes. There's a world out there who is set on taking 
our children away from us. There is a world out there that wants to destroy our marriage. There is a world out there that wants to corrupt our minds. There is a world out there that wants to take you down. So man, I stop by to tell you this morning, we are at war. But it's not a normal war. It would be simple if it was a normal war. It would be simple if we could just load up our guns and our ammunition. But this is not a war over land. This is not a war to push back political borders. This is not a war where physical strength will help us win. Man, I stopped by to tell you this morning, you are important. And right now, we are in a spiritual war. Amen. Ephesians 6, 11, and 12 says, put on the whole armor of God, Amen. that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Yes. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, yes. but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. I stop and tell you, men, we are at war. And God, he needs you right now to step up. This world that we live in is under the influence of the devil himself. The Bible tells us that he is the prince of the power of the air. It also tells us that he is the ruler of this world. The devil is the ruler of this world, the secular, the godless, the corruptness. The world is marching to the drum of evil. The world is under the influence of the evil spiritual powers and forces that Satan commands. So with this spiritual war, it calls us to use spiritual weapons. Nehemiah Put his men on the wall with weapons. God needs some men on the wall with their weapons. Ephesians 6 gives us a list of the weapons that we need to stand against the enemy. The Bible describes both defensive and offensive weapons that we need to fight this battle. Men God needs men who are ready for both sides of the battle. One side of the battle is to rebuild the wall. Let your neighbor say, neighbor, we first have to rebuild the wall. This is the defensive side of the battle. And this is how we defend the ones God has placed in our trust. This is how we defend ourselves from the attacks of the enemy. But somebody's asking, they're saying, sinful, what are the weapons we should use to defend our families? What are the weapons that we should use to defend our children? Except for what are the weapons that we should use to defend our churches? Well, I'm glad to ask. The first weapon is the belt of truth. 
Do you understand? So 14 says, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The truth is a defensive weapon. Why? Because the devil and the world he controls has twisted the truth into lies and half truths. Our families are constantly attacked on this front. They're told by the world that everything is okay. Just do whatever that makes you feel good. But God needs some men who know the truth and who will stand for the truth. But what is the truth? If we know the truth, if we're going to stand for it, we need to make sure we know what the truth is. But the truth is God's holy word. And you stand for the truth by standing for what you know that is in the word of God. Another weapon is the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is also a defensive weapon. You see our kids and our families, they see all kinds of men on TV. They see all kinds of men in this world today. They see men who lie and are still elected to political positions. They see men who steal they see men who do drugs. They see men who live the worldly lifestyle. And they think that is the way of life. But I stop by to tell you, men, you are important. Because God needs some righteous men. Can I say it again? I said God needs some righteous men. We're at war. We're at war today. It makes me so upset. Years ago, people went to jail for doing drugs. Years ago, people went to jail for selling drugs. And here we are in 2022, and we're still doing the same doggone thing. But I stop and I tell you, God needs some righteous men. Can I some help in here? Oh, Lord. God needs some men who will live out the word of God. Our young people see all this stuff and the devil just take them from us. But it's time for us to fight this battle with God on our side. God needs some men who are not afraid to take a stand for what is honest and for what is true. God needs some men who will live the life of a sold out Christian before their wives and their children. But there's another way and that is the seal of faith. Ephesians chapter 6 and 16 says above Taking the seal of faith. Where we 
says, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The New Living Translation says it this way. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Faith is a defensive weapon. Our world is full of men who say one thing. Believe another. Our churches sometimes are full of men who take their children to church but confuse them by not living like they learn they should live. But I stop by to tell you this morning that God needs some men practice what they hear. God needs some men who will practice what they preach. God needs some men who are sold out to do his will. Oh my God. God needs some men who are so convinced about the faith that they live the faith and that they live by faith. God needs some men who are brave enough to stand out in a fallen world. God needs some men who believe in him and therefore live for him. But there's another weapon. This weapon is the helmet of salvation. The first part of Ephesians 6 and 17 says put on salvation as your helmet. Salvation is a defensive weapon. Men, you cannot stand in this world for Jesus if you don't have Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus. You can't know about Jesus. But you're going to fall to the enemy if you don't belong to Jesus. How many times have we seen men come to Jesus and their whole families get saved? Men, I have a question for you this morning. Are you keeping your wives from salvation because you're too stubborn to come to Jesus? Men, I have a question for you this morning. Come on now. Men, are your kids' eternal destiny hanging in the balance because of your pride? Yeah. Only you can answer that. Everyone gets saved by themselves. But there is so much that can influence that the decision. And then this morning I stop by to tell you, you are important because you have influence. Your role is important in being a father for your child. Why? Because we have influence. God needs some men who will accept Jesus and lead their families to accept Jesus. And these are the defensive weapons. These are the weapons that protect what God has placed in our responsibility. 
God needs a man who will stand for the truth. Who will live righteous lives. Who will bravely live their faith. Who will give their lives to him. Trust in him. And be saved. These are the weapons. To rebuild the wall. And man it's time for us to. Rebuild the wall. Man, I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you live. Baby said amen. Because it's time for us to rebuild the wall. But we also have to be aware of the other side of the battle. Which is attacking the enemy. We've got to be watchful of the enemy. Why? Because the Bible tells us that the enemy, he prowls around like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he made of that. So we got to be on the defense. But God is also calling us to go on the Offense. God needs some men who are brave enough and courageous enough to go after the enemy. He has given us weapons to go on the offensive. One of them is the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6, 17 says, put on salvation as your help. And it said, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And the world tells us it's lies and have truths. But God needs some men who will stand upon the word of God and say, thus saith the Lord. God needs some men who will not compromise the word of God. God needs some men who will charge into the world with the truth. Taking back what the enemy has gained. The songwriter said, I'm reaching the harvest. God promised me. Take back what the devil stole from me. For some of you, the devil stole your joy. It's time for you to take it back. For some of you, the devil stole your peace. It's time for you to take it back. For some of you, the devil stole your understanding. It's time for you to take it back. For some of you, the devil stole your children. But it's time for you to take it back. For some of you, the devil stole your family. But it's time. Oh Lord. And the last one is the shoes of the gospel. Ephesians 6 and 15 says, For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. 
How do you drive back the enemy? How do you push the enemy out? But you take back his territory by going on the offensive and by moving into his domain. We do this with the gospel. We do this with the good news. What we do is instead of being inside the church, we have to get out of this place. Go into the devil's territory. Hit the street corners. Hit the dangerous areas in the city. And take back the ones that God has influence on. God doesn't need men who sit on the sideline discussing the playing field. God needs men in the playing field. On the playing field. God needs men who will get up and go. Who will march into the enemy's territory. God needs men that is able and who are ready to rebuild the wall. Yes. And not just stop by this morning to ask somebody, yes. are you willing to rebuild the wall? Yes. If you're willing to rebuild the wall, you ought to give God praise this morning. I have a question this morning. How many of you not afraid to take a stand for our living God? I have a question for you this morning. How many are you are willing to be sold out for God? And that's the reason I stopped by this morning to tell you, men, that you are important. I realized when I was growing up in my life, youth, I started doing the wrong thing. But I thank God for my father who was right there in my life. There were some times when he had to chew me out. There were some times when I had to get some whoopings. But when I look back on today, I just stand right here and I say, Lord, I thank you for having my father in my life. And I just stopped by to ask somebody, men, are you in your children's life? Men, are you leading your children to God? Men, are you doing the things that pleases God? Because I stopped by to tell somebody that you have influence on your children's life. You ought to give God some praise. You have influence on them doing the right thing. Men, you have influence on them pulling up their pants. Men, you got influence on them talking to their mothers right. Men, you got influence on them staying in school. Men, you got influence. Your position is important. Nobody can be a father. 